The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We broadcast from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm delighted that you've joined us today. Uh, check in with the self-improvement blog today. That's theselfimprovementblog.com. It has information about and a picture of our guest as well as a review of her book. And I think um, you'd really be interested in this book. It's called I Dreamed I Was Human. You know, also, while you're there, click on the daily quote. Let me know if you like it. I'm playing around with a video scribe. I'm not really great at it yet, but it is kind of fun. Let me know if you like it or not, um, whether it's worth doing all that. I, I just know that it's fun, but I'd like to know if you like it. Now, we each have our own comfort zone. We're going to talk a little bit about some of that today. And some of us get upset or anxious when pushed out of our comfort zone. You know, think about when you get pushed out of shape. You know, for example, I'm okay with public speaking. In fact, I'm one of those weird people who really love it. But I don't do well making small talk in small groups or at parties. I'm out of my comfort zone there, especially if it's people I don't know. Uh, some people don't want to try anything new because it puts them too far out of their comfort zone. And some people don't want to try on any new ideas whatsoever. The status quo is what feels safe to them. But sometimes if we're going to learn and grow, especially if we're going to grow, we have to get out of the comfort zone on all levels. You know, sometimes we have to try, for example, new ways to exercise and move our bodies. We have to make different food choices to remain healthy. We have to learn new skills and new ways of dealing with things with in everyday life as technology advances. I think of how things were when I was a kid. Um, if I wa- stepped into the world from that time now, I would have absolutely no idea what was going on with so many things. Um, we have to open our minds to new ways of viewing the world now that the world has become so small through the Internet. We have to open our souls to new ways of experiencing the divine as we begin to know more and more and our consciousness begins to rise. 
Today's guest helps us open our mind and souls to new ways of thinking and experiencing what we consider to be reality. And trust me, she may push you out of your comfort zone. So be aware of all the little signs that happen to you when you get pushed a little far. From the time she was a little girl, Carolyn Gervais has been haunted with questions about why she was here on earth and why God created humans. Now, what was he or she thinking? Carolyn is an ordained minister in spiritual psychology and a certified clinical hypnotherapist with a master's degree in holistic nutrition who urges individuals to develop an inquiring heart and mind. She has been frequently published in the Sedona Journal of Emergence and on numerous websites focused on metaphysical spirituality. She and her husband, Doug, live in Arizona and have three grown children. It's always wonderful to have an Arizonan on the show. Carolyn, welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you. I'm just absolutely delighted to have you here. We share many similarities in our background. It's always nice to have uh, to, to, it's nice to talk about these subjects, but right. you know, to, to get started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Carolyn Gervais? Well, Carolyn Gervais is a lot of things. I have done so many things in my life, but the constant in my life has been on learning about why humans are on this earth and why I was here, why I was put here. And as a little girl, I it seemed very confusing as I looked out around me at people and how the world worked, and it just seemed so complicated and chaotic. And so I was determined, even at that young age, uh, to figure out how to be in this world, how to live in it in in a peaceful way, and and make it as uh, simple as possible and not have to uh, work so hard uh, to be like everybody else. Oh, that's a draining program when we have to be like everybody else. You know, it's interesting that as a child you thought that way. Most children don't have a thought of why they're here or, or why God would make us, why, why we're on this planet. What life experiences triggered the need in you to understand who you are? Well, I, I came from, as, like a lot of people, I came from a, a dysfunctional family. Is there any other kind? Yeah, right. Is there any <laughs> other kind? Exactly. Uh, my mother had a lot of mental problems, and she was an alcoholic, and uh, my father was a very harsh, harsh disciplinarian uh, to the to the degree of uh, abuse. And so, as a child, I never felt comfortable in my body. I never felt comfortable in the world. And uh, at five years old, you know, I started thinking how. How do I find my way through this and back to where I came from, which I felt was a place I could 
feel that where I came from, I couldn't see it, but I understood and I felt that it was a place that wasn't complicated, that was peaceful and uh, and full of uh, interesting things and uh, wisdom and love. And so uh, that's what I've spent my life doing. And as that little child, I I first began uh, seeing the world through what seemed like a white, hazy gauze. Of course, I didn't know that every everyone else was not seeing the world that way. I thought everyone must be seeing it the same way I was. And uh, after five years of my life looking through this white uh, gauze, it just disappeared one day as I was standing in my grandmother's living room in a kind of a meditative state. I mean, I used to just go off inside myself quite a bit. Yeah. With hindsight, what do you think that white gauzy haze was? Do you have a name for it? It was what people might call a veil or a, it's like a, a... being in both worlds at the same time, on the other side and this side, uh, like there's some kind of a separation, like I wasn't totally integrated into being human yet. Oh, that's an interesting thing. When that lifted, and it lifted suddenly, as I remember in your book, right? Um, what was your reaction? As a tiny child, what did you think had happened? Well, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know what happened, except that I, I realized that my mind seemed more clear. I was able to think of physical relationships and, and understand what those relationships had to do with me. For example, uh, I never could understand why my grandparents were my grandparents and why they loved me. I mean, who were these people, you know? They weren't my parents, so I really didn't understand what that meant, my grandparents. And after that gauzy haze was removed, all of a sudden I, I realized, ah, they were my dad's par- They are my dad's parents, and he was a little boy like he was a little child like me at one time, which was really hard to comprehend, you know, when you're a child that your parents were actually actually. Children. Oh yeah, they were always old. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and and so I felt. As I got older, I realized what that experience was, was that I was now becoming more of a participant in living the human life instead of so much as an observer. Before, I was purely observing it and trying to figure out what it was all for. So what are some of the things you did as a child to make sense of all of this? Did you ask questions? Did you, um, were you able, even at that early age, to go within and ask questions? How, how did you begin to assess what was, what was what? Well, I did ask questions. I did start asking questions, even at the, as that little child of, uh, of five, uh, by the time I was, Seven, I knew from my grand, well, from my parents uh, and my grandparents, basically my father, my grandfather, that there was such a thing as God. Because I, I remember sitting on my grandpa's lap with my twin sister when we go to visit them on the weekends, 
and it would it was like at night and we'd sit out on their front porch and my sister and I would sit in grandpa's lap and it uh, just watching the sky and looking at all the stars just made me start questioning what all of this was and I would ask my grandfather uh why did God create us? Why did God make us and put us here, Grandpa? And he says, well, honey, I don't know the answer to that. And I was in shock because I thought that all once you were an adult, you knew the answer to every question. To everything. You had a twin sister, didn't you? Yes, I have an identical was twin. Was she aware of the same things you were? Did she have the same questions? Or was this no. simply your quest? As far as I know, she did not. I know that she had the experience of, like she calls it, waking up at five years old and being more in her body, but she she never mentioned seeing anything through a white, gauzy haze, or and she didn't ask questions like, you know, why did God put us here? So you weren't in this together. You couldn't bounce the ideas off of each other. Oh, we did bounce the ideas off of each other as we got older. We didn't realize that. I I didn't know whether she experienced what I had experienced or not, and she didn't know whether I did. But we, we did discuss as children that we both had that waking up type of experience where we were all of a sudden realized that uh, we were completely in our bodies now we were really here now Mm -hmm. so when grandpa couldn't answer that you know i we don't know whether she was as disappointed as you were but did did you pretty much lose confidence in adults oh yes i lost confidence in adults i i made the world seem much more uh scary and i didn't know how i was going to find out the answers I was looking for, if God wouldn't answer them, how was I going to, and the adults didn't have the answers, how was I going to find them? And it really, really bothered me. And I'm going to leave on that note and take us to break. So everybody's just going to have to come back and see how Carolyn began to get some of the information she wanted. This is Irene Conlon with the Self-Improvement Show and my guest Carolyn Gervais saying, stay tuned, we'll be right back with more. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Wealth Solutions for the 99% is a weekly talk show focused on helping you develop and execute a game plan to build wealth. Your host, Paula Joy, who built a $50 million-plus company in less than five years, believes it's impossible to be poor in America, and he'll show you why with his innovative strategies. Joining Paul as co-host is radio personality Kim Reed, an experienced entrepreneur and corporate leader who's known as the Corporatepreneur. The show is upbeat, fun, and informative. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The challenges facing our teens today mean that more than ever, we need to be there to support them and encourage them. 
The Dr. Stem Show is here to provide discussions about topics that will help promote healthy relationships, self-image, and success for teens, parents, and the community. Our young people can achieve more in life than they ever dreamed possible. The Dr. Stem Show, hosted by Dr. Stem Malatini, will foster these discussions and encourage your participation. Listen every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 9 p.m. GMT on Voice America Empowerment. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carolyn Gervais. She's the author of the book, I Dreamed I Was Human. And I'd like to continue a little bit more with your story, Carolyn, because it's so interesting and gives us information as to why you wrote a book like this. Um, You were very interested in God and spiritual things when you were really small. You were interested in why we were put here, why, you know, humans are on the earth. But tell us a little bit about where you went as a human on this planet. You know, um, you got through school, and then what happened? Or how, how was school for you? I would think school might have been a little uncomfortable oh, for you. Oh, it was you. very uncomfortable for me. I never felt like I fit in. Uh, I, I mean, I, it took me a long time to figure out how to make friends. Where my twin sister in elementary school, she had no problem doing that. And I just couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. And so I, I would watch her, and then I'd try to copy her, but it didn't work for me because it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Right. And it felt so phony to me that I didn't even feel comfortable acting the way she did. So I just, it took me a long time, really. Being an identical twin sometimes confuses one, at least one of the twins or, or both. For me, I, even though I was the oldest, I'm the oldest, uh, I never could figure out my personality from hers. I didn't know what my personality was. And so I thought, well, the only role model I have is her her personality, and that didn't work. So I had to go off by myself later on in life. I had to just detach myself from from her and go off, and I went out on the road to sing, and uh, I had to find out who I was and make my own mistakes and and be and say what I felt was necessary to, to be honest with myself and, and with others, to see what was acceptable and what wasn't. 
you know, what was a turnoff, what wasn't, you know. During and, that time, did did you have a struggle with trying to please everybody? Oh, yeah. And did you want to be like everybody else so it was difficult to find who you yes. were? Yes, because I didn't know who I was, so I thought, well, maybe I just need to find somebody that I like the way they are and just copy them, but it, that didn't work. It just could not work because we can't be phony and feel comfortable. No, we can't. Now, during this time, you had all kinds of ups and downs. It seems that the one constant that you talk about in your book is your singing and how much joy that gave you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. But one of the struggles you had during that more professional time of your life was with anorexia. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And you uh- have so much insight into what happened to you that made you feel such a fear of gaining weight. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I, I, as I read it, I, I can't even imagine how you continued in existence oh, with not eating for days. It was very difficult. Uh, it started when uh, I, do- I was divorcing my first husband, and I, I have a son, and my son was just seven years old when I divorced my first husband. I got married in high school, and uh, uh, I feared that I, I, my son would be taken away from me by my husband uh, if I divorced him, because I wanted to sing, and, and he did not want me to do that. And so... Uh, when I was going through the divorce, I I decided, you know, I can't do this anymore after eight years, ten years of knowing him, actually. I couldn't do this anymore, so I left the marriage and took my son, and uh, it was a long nine months it took to go through the divorce. And during that time, I was so depressed and so scared of what was going to be the outcome that uh, I I had no appetite. I didn't want to eat um, because depression just a lot of times make for me makes me not want to eat, and so I stopped basically eating. And uh, after several months of that, and I did start singing. Uh, after work, I would after singing for four hours on stage. You know, it takes a lot of energy. I would stop at a McDonald's on my way home from work to get a hamburger and fries because I didn't want to. I was living with my sister and I didn't want to go there and in the, at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, start digging in her refrigerator to eat something. So I started gaining weight by doing this, and I would only eat maybe a meal once every few days, and then. I started gaining weight from these hamburgers and fries, and I must have gained something like uh, 20 pounds. And for the first time in my life, I I had always weighed 114 all, all my life. And then up to that, I mean all my adult life, and up to that point, uh, uh, and then when I gained all that weight, I had my twin sister to compare myself with, which made it even harder. Because Oh, and she was probably very thin. Yeah, and she stayed the same normal weight that I used to be, and I gained all this weight, and I felt obese. I felt ugly and obese, and people would compare us and say, oh, you've gained a lot of weight. 
And so I panicked. I literally panicked. And I decided, okay, I've got to stop eating. I can't eat or I'll just keep gaining weight. So I stopped eating. I mean, literally stopped eating. I wouldn't eat for a, a week at a time. And if I ate anything, I would have coffee or a little lettuce salad. And that was and it. What on earth sustained you? God, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The creative force because... Uh, I always took vitamins because that's how I grew up. That's all I took, though. I took vitamins and then starved myself. And, you know, I had a lot of things happen to my body, changes. Like uh, I started getting blotches on my skin. And I was very young. I was uh, 25, you know, 25, 26. I mean, I can imagine that your hair started falling out, your fingernails started peeling. Well, my hair stopped growing. It didn't really fall out, but my fingernails stopped growing, my skin got this gray tone, my menstrual cycle stopped, and I was just exhausted all the time, and I had insomnia on top of it, because it takes protein to produce melatonin. Right. So What turned you around? How did you get out of this? Well, it was torture. I mean, I just... I would dream about food. I I begged God to show me because I wanted to die. I just could not keep going like this. And finally, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to take a a nutrition course and go to school and learn about nutrition and see if that lessens my fear about nutrition. But I had always studied nutrition, even though I became anorexic. I was always healthy up to that point where I started fearing food. And so after taking the uh, taking the courses in nutrition, I began to start experimenting with small, small amounts of food. Um, maybe three times a week I would I would eat a small plate of food. And then I'd start fearing that I was going to gain weight, so I'd stop eating for a few days, and then I'd eat a little more. And gradually I started having dreams that I was dying, that I was literally dying, and uh, that if I didn't start eating, I was going to die. And that scared me. So, um, again, I started eating the small portions and gradually uh, forced myself oh, you, in telling myself, you have to eat. You can't just stop eating and expect to live. So I had to decide, really, whether I wanted to live or die. And I decided that I did want to raise my son. I did want to sing. I did want to understand why I was here on this earth. And so I decided, okay, you're going to have to just eat small amounts of food and just pray that you don't become overweight. And it took over 10 years for me to overcome this. Wow. What advice would you have for those who are struggling with anorexia? What would you tell them now? I would tell them that they have to decide whether they want to live or they want to die. If they want to live, they can't keep doing what is destroying them. They have to find a way to start out eating small amounts of food, very small amounts of food every day, 
until they see that it's only going to make them healthier. See, I couldn't even stand the feel of any food in my stomach. I couldn't stand the feel of anything in my stomach. It wow. made me hate myself. So, and this is what anorexics go through. They hate themselves when they eat. And so they have to overcome that. And I would say going into uh, some kind of, um, well, a metaphysical, spiritual study, because that helps us to understand who we are as a, a being beyond this human form, which I will call uh, a soul being, which has to do with the creative force that created us, gave us the ability to create as well. And so God can't save us, or whatever we call that creative force, cannot save us from our choices because we have free will. We have free will. What, I think that you may have already answered this question, but you know, other than these huge um, lessons, what, what else did you learn from this period of your life of you know, divorce and anorexia and all the struggle, what were the big lessons? Well, the lessons were that there's going to be struggles in life, and I'm not going to be able to avoid that no matter how much I want to. So I have to figure out how to get through them in the most productive and uh, safe way that I can without destroying myself. I have to look at life as a learning experience that it doesn't just because we go through suffering doesn't mean we did something bad that we deserve to suffer. It just means we made choices that have consequences that feel like suffering. And that's a thought to chew on while we go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Carolyn Gervais saying, stay tuned, we'll be back with more and we're going to ask the question, why are we here? So stay tuned. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Is there a real magic formula for success or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's one 888 346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest today, Carolyn Gervais, who's written the book, I Dreamed I Was Human. Carolyn, before we get started into this uh, segment, tell us how people can find you on the Internet, how they can find your book. Okay. There are several ways uh, that people can find my book. One website is awakening, with an I-N-G on the end, U-Y-O-U dot com. That's my personal website. And you can order the book on that website as well and find out more about me and the book. And they can go to I, Uni- I Dreamed I Was Human, which is also another website. It's an iUniverse website that talks about me. And that's iDreamedIWasHuman.com. And just click on my, Google my name, uh, my book, and you'll see all kinds of things that you can call up to find out more about me. And you can also order the book on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble. And I really recommend that you read this book. Uh, and in my book review, I said, keep an open mind, keep an open heart, you know, open up your soul and, and take it in. I, I will admit I struggled a little bit with the book because in the beginning it seemed a little too far out for me. And as I read it, my soul just delighted in it. You know, when I finally relaxed and said, oh, wow, there's a lot of meat here. I especially loved your talking about parallel lives and alternate realities because I had a few experiences with that myself and couldn't explain it. And um, it's it's very interesting. Uh, The things are not as absolute as we'd like to make them. Everything isn't black and white, and there's a lot of things we can't explain. But nevertheless, they're very real to us. And I want to get into that. What's the difference between what's real and what's illusion? Little question. Okay. Uh, uh, The way I define real is that real is, let's say, life essence which is in everything and in all manifestations. There is what I call essence, 
which is part of the creative force, which is the creative force. That essence, no matter what happens to the body or this earth or any other uh, universe, that essence still remains. It will just change forms. It will express in another way as it changes from one form to another. It has to express, and that is real. Nothing can take that away because energy can only change form. It can't be destroyed. And what can be destroyed, everything we see with our five senses can be destroyed. And because of that, it cannot be real because it will go away, decay, die, and go away or just disappear at one point, disintegrate. So that is what isn't real. And I call that the dream of life. That is the illusion. It's like we are a part of that creative force. We have that creative force essence in us, which the creator created or that creative. I don't want to sound religious because when I say God, I'm not talking about uh, somebody that sits up on in heaven and judges us and punishes us and sits on a cloud uh, by angels around them. That is the human version of God. God, to me, is just energy, an intelligent energy, but energy, which cannot help but to express itself in any way it can imagine. And the way the reason I say that is because if we can create, then what created us has to be able to create, and vice versa. So when we were given a piece of this creative force, we were also given free will, which means we were given the choice to choose what we wanted to create for ourselves, whether that be this earth, living on another planet or another realm, another dimension. We made the decision of what we wanted life to look like for us. And so we all agreed, everybody that's here, we are fragments of each other. There is really only one source of energy. And that source of energy has fragmented as us. And we've all agreed to have the same illusion. Now, we all see life in our own individual ways, and that's why we we have so much chaos on the earth, because we all have our different perceptions of what life represents and what beliefs are and what we can believe. And they're all different to some degree, if not a very, very, very different. And this it means that we're all disagreeing with each other. Or, I mean, we're, a lot of times we're disagreeing with each other. Or there are always people that we're going to be disagreeing with, and they're going to disagree with us, and they're going to think we're wacko just because of the way we yeah, see yeah. life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I guess the question is, why do we choose to come here? Now, why do we want to go through this? And some of us think we've been here over and over. And you speak to the, to reincarnation. And I love your take on reincarnation as well. That very nice explanation. Mm-hmm. That why why would we want to keep doing this? 
Well, we've invested a lot of time here in all the forms that we've been here in. And we have we have invested a lot of time and we have created a lot of situations and unhealed uh things, unhealed relationships, unhealed problems. Uh we've created what we have named karma and that is emotional ties that have not been resolved. So why does all of this have to be resolved and keep us coming back? When does it end? Because until it's resolved, we will be blinded to who we really are beyond these human forms. That's why it has to be resolved, and we have to resolve them here because we have to see through the illusion before we can be who we really are beyond that illusion. And that's why we have to be here to see through them so that we learn it by living it. Does that answer your question? Uh, To some extent. Okay. Why were we put here originally? What is the purpose of of humankind on this blue planet from your point of view? From my point of view, the purpose was to be creative, to create. As essence, we have to create. We can't help but love to create. We create with every thought, every word, every action we are creating, whether that the outcome is miserable or it's joyful. Um, But we have to create. This is who we are. And so this is why we, we decided to create this world, to entertain ourselves and to see what we were capable of. One of the, one of the questions that that we talked about in preparing for this show is why can't the creative force or God, if you will, just wake us up and you know wake us up and let us realize what's what's going on here? Why can't we wake up out of this illusion? Why can't that just happen? Well, it it might in in a few million years, but <laughs> <laughs> at this point, at this point, we are being given time to wake up so we don't have to keep reliving the illusion over and over again. Because until we wake up to who we really are as essence, as these soul beings, we will keep coming back here until we see through the illusion. Because that's the lesson. We cause these illusions by forgetting who we were. In the first don't place. you think that more and more people are beginning the process of waking up? Oh, yes, I do. It, it seems to be happy, happening quite rapidly. Yes, I do. Even actually. scientists are backing that up. Oh, I know. I get so excited when I read that they're finding out that how how we're connected, yes. you know, it, how, how we really are sharing yes. everything. I get excited, too, because it's so much about what I'm talking about in my book. But in on another uh, level of, of information, it's not through scientific uh, experimentation, but it's through spiritual experimentation, and my life experiences back up what I'm saying in my book. That's why I talk so much about my experiences, spiritual and physical, in my book, because they back up what I see as who we really are as as spiritual essence. And, you know, we all have a story yes. like that. Yes. We all have a story 
of waking up to some extent. Some people are waking up a little faster, like they have a gigantic alarm clock. Right. You know, and saying, hey, right. get up, wake up, get going. Um, and that's why and all some... kinds of books and, and programs and movies and things uh, that are speaking about that part of us are coming into existence and are so becoming more abundant. Because we are waking up. We want and it And more, more people are reading them now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yes. much more interest in books like yours. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, people would have said, oh, she's way too out for me. Right. She's and too far out. Ago, I can't, I can't I go <laughs> What? And maybe ten years ago, maybe I was. I mean, uh, it's um, taken me a while to uh, be able to to write this book because I know that my thinking... 20 years ago, especially, just people just looked at me like, who are you? <laughs> but they had to catch up a little bit. Yeah. You know, and some of us were taught so stringently that there's only one way to believe. Right. That it, that it was hard to break out of that mm-hmm. and feel comfortable yeah. um, looking at new things. And with that thought, It's time for us to go to break. We're going to be back with more in just a moment. So stay tuned for more with Carolyn Gervais. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Have you ever felt that it's time to get out of the box? Why are you putting that project off? It's already there in your mind. What are you going to do today to change your life tomorrow? Listen for Live Your Life with Melissa Brown. Get ready to expand the capacity of your heart and mind. Move yourself beyond the mundane and get prepared to do what you've been called to do. There is no time like the present, and the whole world is waiting for you. Tune in Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Carolyn Gervais. We're talking about her book, I Dreamed I Was Human, 
I think this is a really very important book, and I encourage you to get it. We, we just haven't had enough time to cover the the wisdom and the depth of this book. So I encourage you to get it. Her treatise on unconditional love is about the best I've read anywhere. Uh, I really encourage you to get it and read it for that. She has some wonderful quotes we haven't been to able to discuss. One of my favorites is, we in the United States are the role model of greediness for the rest of the world simply because we know how to do it so well. Carolyn, I love that insight. Um, Greed pops its head every day. Um, we, we were talking about oneness over the break. We just don't have enough time. One of the things, though, I would like for you to mention is the importance of inner work, uh, the tools that we use to go within, how important it is to go within. Um, speak a little bit about that. Well, I from the time I started studies, which was uh, when I was 17, I started studying a metaphysic of spirituality. And I realized right away that meditation, contemplation, prayer, uh, just thinking, just even thinking, having thoughts, analyzing yourself, looking at your feelings, your emotions, your beliefs, your perceptions about yourself and life and others. And look at all of that and See where what part you play in bringing suffering into your own life because of your beliefs about yourself, your negative beliefs about yourself, your your perceptions about life. If you think life is about suffering, then that's what you're going to draw to you because that's what you believe. Now, it may not be as as much suffering as you think you're going to to experience, but it will be suffering nevertheless because that's how your mind sees things. So belief and perception are everything, and that is based on all of our experiences. It's based on uh, every experience that has made us feel certain ways, and we have to look at all of those feelings that we have about ourselves and life and analyze them and ask ourselves, do I have, is this how it really is or can I change this? And yes, you can through meditation, through contemplation, through just sitting still and thinking about who you are, what you are. It's very important. It's critical. One of the statements you make in the book is what greatly causes a lack of peace in our world is our false perception of what happiness looks like. Right. We what think, does happiness look like? Well, we think of happiness as, oh, how many material things can I get? If I have everything I want, I'll be happy. Well, hmm. if that's the case, why do rich people uh, like movie stars that are very famous, a lot of them are, have addiction problems? So... Money, happiness cannot be bought. It's an inside job. Happiness comes from peace of mind, from knowing who we are and understanding what life is for and what we and life are about and what it has to show us about ourselves. And a lot of people just, they they can't turn off the TV long enough to do that. That's true. 
No, it, it's TV it's, is a form of uh, denial. It's a form of getting away from not having to think about what we don't want to think about. Yeah, it's a it's a it's probably could be labeled the great escape in our time. The mm-hmm. great escape. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. That and the computer. <laughs> that and the computer. Oh, now you're starting to meddle. <laughs> I know I'm starting to meddle, but no, I mean where kids are always, uh, you know. Playing games. If they're not watching TV, they're playing games on their computers or their iPhones or iPads or whatever, you know. And uh, it's it's taking us away from who we are on an inside level. When we concentrate too much outside of ourselves, then we're losing losing ourselves. Really, we're losing ourselves in the illusion. Yeah, you know, we we get we get so caught up in it that we don't know who we are from who our best friend is anymore right, right. you know and um, and if we don't know who we are we're not going to know who our best friend is <laughs> no exactly talk, talk a little bit about loving yourself how important is that loving yourself doesn't mean loving yourself because you're pretty or you're thin or you you're successful it is about loving who you are as a being, as a uh, soul being. As a soul being, we are all the same. We are pure. We uh, we have no ego that de- detaches us from each other, and because that's what ego does, it detaches us from each other, and that's an illusion. We are all connected, but as bodies. We and living in this world, we're constantly. Uh, it, this world is constantly confirming to us: yes, you are. We are separate from each other and everything, even God, this God, whatever we call God. And that's not. That's going to just. That separateness is just going to increase as long as we keep focusing on what isn't real, which is what's outside of us. Okay, what isn't real is what's outside of us. I think that's a thought that we need to hold on to Mm -hmm. as an impetus for going within to find out what's there, who we are, what we can connect with inside. Carolyn, what's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? We're right up at the end of the show. My thought is, we, it's time to get outside what we have been taught for thousands, maybe millions of years about religion, about God, about who we are as human beings, about uh, being separate, about ego. We need to look at all these aspects of life in order and take them apart and look at them individually and see what part they really play in our happiness because that's not happiness. Happiness is, like I said, is being at peace inside because we understand who we are. Okay. And some people are afraid to do that. They they don't trust the information. When I first started on a spiritual path, I was told by a dear friend, trust your information. And it took a while for me to do that. But when when you go inside, you're going to get so many wonderful insights 
trust them. If not right away, yes. Yeah, eventually, and maybe right away, but it it will come. Next week's guest is Linda Smarzik, who's going to be talking about effortless creativity. Don't we all want that Mm -hmm. effortless creativity? Carolyn, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Irene. I really appreciate it. I encourage all of you to get her book, I Dreamed I Was Human. Open your mind and open your heart as you read it. And let us hear from you. Know what you thought about it. Let Carolyn know. This is Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show saying, please come back and join us again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.